Welcome to Christchurch Manchester Sermon Podcast. CCM is one church that meets every Sunday in various locations across Manchester. For more information about who we are or about our Sunday meetings, please visit www.christchurchmanchester.com. Well, good morning and welcome everyone to our Easter Sunday service here this morning. Uh, it's great that you could log in and join with us on the most significant day of the Christian calendar, the day that we remember Jesus rising from the dead. This morning is a, is a joint service, as our Good Friday service was. Uh, all five sites of CCM are joining together for this service, as well as South Manchester Family Church. So if you're from any of the sites of CCM or from South Man, you're very welcome here this morning. Also, if you're a guest or you're joining from elsewhere, again, you're very welcome to join with us at our service this morning as we remember the resurrection of our Lord just a few introductions before we begin our service. Uh, my name is Andy. Uh, I am one of the leaders at Christchurch Manchester. Uh, I lead the CCM Kingsway site of Christchurch Manchester, uh, and I'm going to be hosting the service here this morning. I'm also joined on screen by Phil and Claire Biggs. They're part of the team at Kingsway, the Kingsway site of CCM. How are you doing, Phil and Claire? Very well, thank, Very well, you, thank you, Andy. Great. How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing well. I'm doing Good. well. I'm, I'm looking forward to our service here this morning. Uh, with everyone. I'm also joined on screen by Colin Barron. Colin is the senior pastor of Christ Church Manchester. Colin's going to be preaching to us just in a few moments. Uh, how you doing, Colin? All right, thank you. Great, yeah. Good to see you on here. We're looking forward to hearing what you've got to say to us later on in the service. And last but not least, we are joined by Rosie and Beth, who are going to lead us in worship later on in the service. Rosie and Beth uh, are part of the Fallowfield site of Christchurch Manchester. We're also going to be joined by some guest Bible readers as well. We're going to be joined uh, by Alison from South Manchester Family Church and by Julia from our Gorton site who are going to be doing some of the Bible readings. I'm going to bring them onto screen to do the reading and then I'm going to send them off afterwards after they, after they finish. But really this morning's service, uh, it's Easter Sunday, so this morning's service is all about remembering and celebrating really what Jesus has done for us by dying on the cross and rising again. So it's a service of celebration. And you know, on Friday just there, I was walking in the park uh, and I walked past a guy with a white t-shirt on and I noticed that on the back of his t-shirt, it said the words, Jesus Christ, what happened? Question mark. Now, I studied the t-shirt a bit and realized, I don't think it's a Christian t-shirt. I think it's one of those like provocative t-shirts. Um, and I just had this urge to go up to him and say, listen, mate, he is risen. Um, uh, but I chickened out and just said, hi, and we walked on. But I, that's what I really wanted to say. He is risen. And that's what our service is all about today, is remembering the fact and celebrating the fact that Jesus Christ is risen from the dead and I can remember the the first time that that really hit home for me in my life I was I was 17 years of age I was at our church youth group and uh, a barrister came along uh, to speak at our youth group uh, a Christian barrister and he presented the case for the resurrection he basically presented all the evidence for Jesus being who he said he wasn't rising from the dead and I remember at the end of that talk I was just blown away I was like oh my goodness this is true it is real and that really was a life-changing moment 
for me in my life. Uh, so maybe some of you have had similar experiences. I don't know. But the resurrection is the key, the centerpiece of Christianity. And that's what we're going to remember here today. Now, before we start our service, I want to do a little call and response thing um, that is actually done in churches all across the world on Easter Sunday. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to say he is risen. And I want all of you in your homes or wherever you're watching this, if you're watching it on a bus or in a park, I want you to do this as well. I want you in your homes, wherever you're watching this, to respond to me and say, he is risen indeed. So I'm going to say he is risen. You're going to say he is risen indeed. Guys on the screen, Colin, Phil, Claire, Rosie, Beth, uh, I want you to say this as well, okay? I want you to say this as well, okay? Ready? He is risen. He is he risen, risen indeed. indeed. Okay, now if we were meeting in a church service in person, what I would do is I would say that was terrible. We're going to do that again, and we're going to do that a lot louder. But um, since we're not in an actual church building, and I can't hear how everyone responded, um, I'm just going to pretend that it was bad, um, and I want us to do it again. So I'm going to do it again. However loud you shouted, he is risen in your home, or if you're on the bus or in the park or wherever, I want you to shout it even louder this time. Can we do that? Ready? He is risen. He, he is, is risen, risen indeed. indeed. Amen to that. That's fantastic. We're going to kick off our service now. Phil's going to start our service by opening in prayer. So over to you, Phil. Jesus, it's uh, just such a complete joy uh, for us. We're so glad uh, that we can gather here uh, with you today, Lord Jesus. I thank you that we can gather together uh, and we can come before you, our living saviour. And Lord Jesus, it's because uh, we came to this day uh, and you rose from the dead, you conquered death, you overcame it. And Lord Jesus, because of that, uh, we now know that you do live with us because you are very much alive. And I thank you, Jesus, that it was on that day that you ushered in this new age of freedom. You ushered in uh, this time when we could know life, when we could come to uh, actually know you as a person. Lord Jesus, uh, we, we celebrate this day. We celebrate all that you are. We celebrate everything that you have done, all that you have achieved, all of your work, uh, both through the centuries uh, past since that moment when you rose from the dead right up till today we celebrate every person gathered with us this morning whose life has been dramatically transformed uh, by coming to know you our living saviour thank you so much for this incredible day thank you for being our living saviour amen amen thanks phil for that um, we're now going to have our first bible reading this morning it's from matthew chapter 27 verse this is 45 to 66. I'm pleased to have Alison Basson from South Manchester Family Church here to read our first reading this morning. Over to you, Alison. From noon until three in the afternoon, darkness came over all the land. About three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lima sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of those standing there heard this, they said, he's calling Elijah. Immediately, one of them ran and got a sponge. He filled it with wine vinegar, put it on a staff and offered it to Jesus to drink. The rest said, now leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah comes to save him. And when Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. At that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. 
The earth shook, the rocks split, and the tombs broke open. The bodies of many holy people who had died were raised to life. They came out of the tombs after Jesus' resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared to many people. When the centurion and those with him who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and all that had happened, they were terrified and exclaimed, surely he was the son of God. Many women were there watching from a distance. They had followed Jesus from Galilee to care for his needs. Among them were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of Zebedee's sons. As evening approached, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who had himself become a disciple of Jesus. Going to Pilate, he asked for Jesus' body, and Pilate ordered that it be given to him. Joseph took the body, wrapped it in a clean linen cloth, and placed it in his own new tomb that he had cut out of the rock. He rolled a big stone in front of the entrance to the tomb and went away. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were sitting there opposite the tomb. The next day, the one after preparation day, the chief priests and the Pharisees went to Pilate. Sir, they said, we remember that while he was still alive, that deceiver said, after three days, I will rise again. So give the order for the tomb to be made secure until the third day. Otherwise, his disciples may come and steal the body and tell the people that he has been raised from the dead. This last deception will be worse than the first. Take a guard, Pilate answered. Go, make the tomb as secure as you know how. So they went and made the tomb secure by putting a seal on the stone and posting the guard. Thanks, Alison. That's great. We're now going to sing our first song here this morning. Uh, feel free to sing along in your homes as well, or if you just want to read the words and mull over them, you're welcome to do that as well. So over to Rosie and Beth, who's going to lead us this morning. Fantastic. Thank you. Uh, Thank you, Rosie and Beth, for, for leading us in, in worship there. We're going to have our, our, second, our second Bible reading here this morning. Uh, we've brought in Julia from, from Gorton to read that. Our reading this, second reading this morning is Matthew chapter 28, verses 1 to 10. So over to you, Julia. After the Sabbath, at dawn, on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the woman, do not be afraid for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, he is risen, just as he said, come and see the place where he lay then go quickly and tell his disciples, he is risen from the dead and is going ahead of you to, into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly, Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped, clasped his feet and worshiped him. Then Jesus said to them, do not be afraid, Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. Thanks, Julia. That's great. Um, we're now going to hand over to Colin, who's going to preach to us this morning. Over to you, Colin. Great. 
Well, welcome to this Easter Sunday morning service. Yesterday morning, my uh, oldest granddaughter uh, video chatted me and uh, she was very excited because she wanted to tell me that uh, she had received a, an Easter present from the Lady Barn children's workers and she wanted to uh, show me what they were and then to tell me to thank them. So actually I'm going to say thank you to all the children's workers at Lady Bon. She was even more excited because uh, as you know she had moved to another part of the country and so just to have them thinking about her. So that was great and then in the afternoon one of my other grandchildren rang me and uh, had a video chat with him and he was excited to tell me what he was actually going to do on Easter Sunday. He was going to have an Easter egg hunt in his garden. His mum and dad are going to hide some Easter eggs uh, for him. It's interesting seeing Easter through someone else's eyes. It's enlightening to see how they view how things are going to uh, happen for them. And I want this morning to look at how Matthew, who was originally called Levi, how he saw Easter through his lens, through his eyes. He was uh, an interesting character because he had sold himself out to the Romans who were the superpower of that time and uh, he actually had a, a prosperous livelihood and that was collecting taxes with inflated surcharges on a busy trade route between Damascus and Egypt and so he was rich but hated. Um, and uh, had such a wealth of, of money. And he also understood the power of the Roman Caesar. He understood that actually he could work for Caesar and he could have the whole kind of authority and power of the Roman government uh, behind him. And so looking through his eyes, I want to look at the death and resurrection of Jesus. And the first thing is that... Uh, to look at the power that was exerted when Jesus died and rose again. See, Matthew understood power, as I've said. And so we, on our very first reading that uh, Alison read, it says this, that there was a supernatural chill, a darkness, which came over the whole land that uh, was there as Jesus hung on the cross. Matthew Henry, uh, uh, a, a Puritan um, theologian said this, during the three hours which the darkness continued, Jesus was in agony, wrestling with the powers of darkness and suffering his father's displeasure against the sin of man, for which he was now making his soul an offering. Never were there three such hours the day after the, since the day God created man upon the earth. Never such a dark and awful scene. It was the turning point of that great affair, man's redemption and salvation. So this supernatural darkness covering the earth. And then miraculously, we read that the curtain of the temple, it's a thick curtain, was ripped from top to bottom. And this was occurred to show that uh, the presence of God was now available for everybody. Not only 
was an Old Testament priest able to go in to be in the presence of God. But because of this death of Jesus, actually, and the, 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 all that went on, taking our sin on the cross, suddenly we had access to God. And then he, thirdly, Matthew talks about a strong earthquake that split rocks and then at this powerful earth-shattering event. Uh, which in the Old Testament we see that when earthquakes came, when these sort of things happened, there were symbols of God's mighty acts. Joel, in uh, uh, his prophecy, uh, says this, The sun and moon will grow dark, and the stars will no longer shine. The Lord's voice will roar from Zion and thunder from Jerusalem, and the heavens and the earth will shake. These were powerful events at Jesus' death, but they were followed at his resurrection by another earthquake. Says in Matthew 28, 2, suddenly there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord came down from heaven. Matthew Henry carries on in his commentary saying this, when he died, the earth received him and shook for fear. Now that he arose, the earth leaped for joy at his exaltation. It's amazing that we think of the death and resurrection of Jesus, in a sense, affecting uh, us as people. But actually, it, there was a creational um, redemption beginning to happen as well. And uh, it says, then, then the tombs of many holy people were opened. They so they left their cemetery after Jesus's resurrection and went into the holy city of Jerusalem and appeared to many. And so this extraordinary event of Jesus rising from the dead, actually there was just a load of other people who simultaneously rose from the grave as well. Probably from graves around Jerusalem because basically Matthew's saying they actually went into Jerusalem and presented themselves to people and the guards who we heard about who were sent because they were scared that these disciples would uh, steal Jesus's body it says they shook with fear when they saw him and they fell into a dead faint this was a, a an amazing a time and uh, Matthew shows us that the death and resurrection was literally a powerful earth-shattering event. As I said, he understood what it was like to be an employee of the powerful army of Rome, but actually through his lens, a more powerful, almighty God was now at work on earth. Having looked at some of the powerful creation moving things that happened when the son of God, the king of kings, the maker of heaven and earth was crucified. Matthew, who had had a personal experience of Jesus, of Jesus going out of his way to spend some time with him, even actually going back to his home for a meal and uh, getting him to have some of his friends who were despised tax collectors. Matthew was interested in personal lives, in people's personal experience of Jesus. 
and he wants to highlight two ladies in particular who actually were following Jesus. He even mentions these by name, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Joseph. They watched Jesus' body being taken down from the cross and taken by a man called Joseph. And they followed him to a tomb where Jesus was placed. He sometimes struggled to find words that describe people like these two ladies. Brave, devoted, loyal, caring. During this pandemic, we see doctors, nurses, carers showing some of these same attributes. They were amazing ladies. They just were determined that their friend, their master, their lord, their saviour. They wanted to be as close to him as they could. These women, because of these attributes, were in the right place at the right time as they watched Jesus die and they witnessed his burial. So as soon as it was legally possible, they rushed to the tomb. It says in Matthew 28, 1, early on Sunday morning, as the new day was dawning, Mary and the other Mary went to visit the tomb. And he could imagine as they were going, what they were thinking, but it wasn't as they thought. See, they were shocked to find that actually as they came to the tomb, the stone that was uh, put in its way that they'd seen actually been pulled over to close the tomb up had been rolled away. And then sitting on top of the stone was this angel who spoke to them. Don't be afraid. You know, all the way through the Bible, as soon as an angel talks to people, visits people, it's virtually the first thing it has to say. They have to say, don't be afraid. I know you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He isn't here. He's risen from the dead, just as he said it would happen. Come and see where the body was lying. Now go quickly and tell his disciples that he's risen from the dead. He's going ahead of you to Galilee and you will see him there. Remember, I have told you. They were going to be the first witnesses to see Jesus rising from the dead. You know, it's their, their bravery, their loyalty, their caring, their uh, ability not to run away, but to actually be there. That They had this privilege of being at the tomb at this time. The women quickly ran from the tomb but they were frightened and also filled with joy and they rushed to give the disciples the message that the angel had said. What an amazing time as they talked and ran and moved towards the disciples. And then suddenly, to cap it all, it says, Jesus greeted them he said to them don't be afraid <laughs> and then they said they they grasped his feet and they worshipped him 
the interesting thing is, you know, Jesus, he gave them the same message that the angel had. Go and tell my disciples to go to Galilee. So he didn't see them because he had something else extra that the angel had forgotten to say to these dear ladies. He actually met them because he wanted to. You know, when I was reading this and studying it, I was just thinking, wow, the King of glory, the risen Savior, made a decision to see Mary and Mary first. That's an amazing thing, isn't it? Because he wanted to. Because he loved them. Because he chose them. You know, I love being at first events. My team and my staff know that whenever we start a new congregation or something new, I always want to be there at the first meeting. And I love just telling everybody. I remember being in Joburg and being at a first meeting of a God First congregation. I remember being in Bolton and being there uh, with three others at the first meeting. I remember Christ Central's first meeting that was in Salford and there with a single guy and three single South African girls in Lady Barn as we met in the basement of a cafe. I could go on and on, I won't bore you. Yeah, I can say this, nothing eclipses this first, the first to see the risen Jesus. And he chose Mary and Mary, even before his 12 apostles. It's fabulous. You know what? Jesus wants a personal encounter with each one of us. If you're not a believer, if you are tuning into this, just not sure about what this Easter message is, what this Jesus is, I want to encourage you, ask this Jesus to personally talk to you, to personally come to you. And if you're like the two Marys, who are believers, who want to be near Jesus, I just want to encourage you. Ask Jesus to meet you in a fresh way today. And then the third thing I want to bring out through the eyes of Matthew is that we have a purpose and a promise. It says the 11 disciples left for Galilee. The two Marys had gone. They told them exactly what the angel and Jesus had said. And so they went to Galilee and going to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. And when they saw him, they worshipped him. But some of them doubted. You know, I read this and I think, you know, Matthew, you're writing this. I wonder if you were one of those people who doubted. It's strange, isn't it, to be actually there with someone you've been with for three years, touched, ate with, laughed with, cried with, and then you're not quite sure. You see, Jesus rising from the dead is such an unbelievable experience, an unbelievable event that 
even if you've touched him and as John said in his letter, laid on him side and been very close to him. Sometimes it's just so unbelievable that you, you struggle. Is this the person? And so some of them doubted, others worshipped. It was just a, a kind of, it was it was just an extraordinary time in their lives. But Jesus said this to them. He said, I have been given all authority in heaven and earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them, naming Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all I command I'm giving you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. You see, there was power, there was personal encounters, and then there was a purpose with a promise. Whether Matthew was a, a doubter who had to find faith that this was the Jesus who had risen from the grave, or was one of those who immediately bowed down and worshipped, he probably went with this message to, to the Persian people, to Parthia, even to modern day Georgia. Matthew was a great missionary. He was one that had a purpose to go and spread this good news of a risen saviour, one who had died for our sins to many nations. As I finish this Easter message, I want to echo Paul's prayer for the church in Ephesus. And he says this in Ephesians 1.19, I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe in him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead and seated him at the place of honour at God's right hand in the hell, heavenly realm. You see, I started by showing some of the kind of creational effects of the power of God. You know, it was even more mighty than that. Jesus was raised, dead to life. And then Paul's saying this, this same mighty power that raised Jesus from the dead is ours. It's for us who believe in him. I want to pray now that this power will be at work in many of you who are listening and watching this morning. You maybe have an illness, a sickness, this same power that raised Jesus from the dead can heal you now. You may be struggling financially. You may have fears. You may have um, mental kind of health issues. They're things that the power of God can work in your life. And I'm going to pray for you now. God, I pray that this same power that raised Jesus from the dead would heal, transform, provide, save now many who are listening in. In Jesus' mighty name, in Jesus' mighty name, be healed.
be provided for. Amen. Paul goes on to say, now he is far above any ruler, authority, power or leader or anything else. Not only in this world, but also in the world to come. God has put all things under the authority of Christ and made him head over all things for the benefit of the church. And the church is his body. He is made full and complete by Christ who fills all things everywhere with himself. As we face an uncertain world, let's pray with the certainty of a resurrected, ascended and all-powerful saviour. God bless you. Thanks for that, Colin. That was great. Uh, we're now going to have uh, another song of worship. So I'm just going to hand over to Rosie and Beth just now. Over to you, Rosie and Beth. Jesus, I thank you that <clears throat> what you did on when you shed your blood on the cross was that you brought peace. You made, <clears throat> you made peace with mankind. But then when you rose again, you, you brought hope like there'd never been hope before. Uh, and Jesus, I thank you that now we live uh, in the good of your peace uh, and we live in the good of your hope. And I thank you right at this season, right at this time, uh, that actually we manifest peace and we, we manifest hope, uh, Lord Jesus, because uh, you broke everything that would stand against it. Uh, and so, Jesus, I pray for each person gathered with us today uh, that we would be those who carry peace and hope in everything that we say and do. Yeah, Lord God, I thank you uh, for the truth in that song that uh, because of what Jesus has done on the cross, that you command my destiny from the start to the end of my life, Lord, that you reign sovereign, that you are faithful. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, thank you, Lord, for your goodness and mercy. Thank you. You said you would go with us for the rest of our lives, and we bless you for that, Lord God. Amen. Father, I just thank you for the the magnitude of what you did, Lord. The what you went what you went through for us, Lord. Your Son went through for us, uh, the pain and the suffering, Lord, but also the victory that was achieved over suffering and death at the by rising on the third day, Lord. The empty tomb, Lord. You're victorious. You're risen, Lord. Thank you for that. Thank you for what that means for us, Lord, that one day we can go and be with you. One day we can be victorious over death as well, Lord. Mm. Amen. Yeah. 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 The Bible says that come all who are thirsty, come to the waters and you have no money. Come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Lord Jesus, I thank you that you've paid the price for us. I thank you that when we come to you, uh, you give us everything that we need, whether it is uh, salvation for our future or healing for today. Uh, Lord Jesus, I thank you that when we come to you, we come to one who has paid the price and has everything that we need. Yeah, God, we thank you for the significance of this weekend. We thank you that we've been able to, to remember your death on the cross and your resurrection this morning. Uh, and Lord God, I pray that as this weekend uh, goes on, we would continue to remember you. We would continue to be reminded of all that you have done for us and to be able to say thank you, Jesus. And Lord, I want to pray for all those doctors, nurses, people on the front line. Lord, I want to pray, would you protect them? Lord, would you be with them? 
pray for our government give them wisdom lord god i do praise you and bless you lord god for the many who are caring lord god like the two marys lord god i want to pray be with them in jesus name amen maybe you're uh, watching here uh, this morning and you're, you're not a christian colin mentioned that a little bit in his talk i'd love to just pray just before we sing our final song just uh, i'm going to pray a prayer and if you'd like to give your life to jesus to become a christian why don't you just pray this prayer after me and and, and, and say amen after it lord i i'm sorry for the the things i've done wrong the, the sins i've committed in my life i'm not perfect but lord i I believe that you are the son of God who came to this earth to die on the cross for me and you rose again. I want to give my life to you today. Amen. 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 We're going to continue and sing our final song of this morning. So I'm going to hand over to Rosie and Beth for one final time. Over to you guys. Lord, we thank you for your grace. Thank you for what you did coming to this earth, dying for us so that we could be forgiven, we could be freed, we could be redeemed. Thank you for rising again three days later to defeat the power of sin and darkness, Lord, so that we one day could too. Lord, we don't deserve it. We haven't done anything for it, Lord. It's by your grace, a free gift, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, from the bottom of our hearts. Amen. Amen, everyone. Uh, that is now the end of our service. I just want us to do one more thing, and that is I am going to say the words, he is risen again. And everyone, you know what to do, okay? Ready? One, two, three. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us here for our service this morning. Just to mention all the sites of CCM and South Manchester Family Church are doing a tea and coffee time afterwards. Your site leader or your pastor will be sending out a link about that. If you haven't got them, just message them. So tea and coffee times are straight after this. Other than that, all that remains for me to say is have a lovely Easter Sunday. And we hope to see you online for one of our services in the future sometime soon. Goodbye from all of us uh, and God bless. Bye. 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 <laughs>